The following presentation is brought to you by The Realm Network The Bob Seska Show Presented by BubbleGenius.com Hello, Bob here with this week's Bubble Genius Showcase Ed of the Week There's no better way to troll your Trump supporter friends Than by picking up Bubble Genius's own Tiny Orange Hand Soap Set Give yourself a hand or take two They're small, tiny in fact Teeny tiny and they're orange, of course, and smells appropriately of circus peanuts in honor of the GOP's clown dictator. Am I right, folks? Only $12 at BubbleGenius.com, but if you use our promo code CESCA, SESCA, at checkout, you'll get an additional 15% off only at BubbleGenius.com. And now, let the cartoons begin. Hello, Bob. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Which team do you play for? Well, I'm a peach. Well, I was just wondering, because I couldn't figure out why you would throw home when we've got a two-run lead. You let the tying run get on second, and we lost the lead because of you. Now you start using your head. That's that love that's three feet above your ass. <laughs> Are you crying? No. Are you crying? Oh. Are you crying? <laughs> There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. Why don't you leave her alone, Jimmy? Oh, you zip it, Doris. <laughs> Rogers Hornsby was my manager, and he called me a talking pile of pig shit. And that was when my parents drove all the way down from Michigan to see me play the game. And did I cry? No. 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 And you know why? No. Because there's no crying in baseball. There's no crying in baseball. No crying. Smatty, Jimmy. What? She's crying, sir. I didn't mean to do that. Perhaps you chastised her too vehemently. Good rule of thumb. Treat each of these girls as you would treat your mother. You want to ever tell you look like a penis with a little hat on? You're out of here! Bob Today's Rachel Maddow Show Award for Headline Excellence goes to Bob Seska. The Bob Seska Show. The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hello, Bob. Hello. Hello, Rachel. <laughs> it is Tuesday, March 28, 2017, and this is the Bob Seska Show. Hello, Bob. Presented, We are presented by BubbleGenius.com. It is the best soap in the world. Also brought to you by the Bowen Law Group and attorney Charles J. Bowen. Head over to thebowenlawgroup.com slash Bob and Chez for free legal advice, or you can just click the link of the podcast page. Just go and do that, especially if you're being sued by Donald Trump for some reason. Hello, Bob. Hi. Okay, uh, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's bring in our very special guest today. She's a regular on the show, on this show right here, as well as the author of Peyton's Choice, American Woman of the Virgin Diaries. She's also a blogger for Liberals Unite and the Huffington Post. Here's uh, the liberal slut that Rush Limbaugh warned us about, Kimberly Johnson. Hello. Hello. Oh, I got applause and everything. Yeah, see, now, I was so bad, because I'm so unaccustomed to having guests on the show. Just for so long, we just couldn't arrange to have any any third person here on the show when Chez was here, because it was the technology. I'm up here. We're, we're both up here in the Bay Area. Chez is what was, used to be way down there in, in Los Angeles. And so we would do the show via Skype, and to add a third voice into the mix was just a technological nightmare. 
So it's it's so great to finally be able to have <laughs> regular guests. And the problem is, as I'm unaccustomed to doing it, I never got all the plugs in. Like you've been on a bunch of times, and I just haven't plugged your crap. And I feel remiss because of you that. You should. I really you'll do. Be, you'll be punished later. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, the uh, as we're both following quite closely, as we scream about every night for about twelve hours, uh, the Trump crisis continues. <laughs> Well, first of all, I guess we'll start the show with a little bit of good news, huh? Sure. What's good? Gallup has Trump at 36%, holding at 36%. Ha ha. <laughs> Which I, I just love to see that. Yep. And uh, let's see what else. Oh, he's at 56% disapproval. Which is down. It's down one right. point from yesterday. It was at 57 yesterday. Ah, but it's, you know, anything above 55 is fine with me. Um, and the uh, the reason I played the uh, A League of Their Own clip at the top of the show, this is fun. Trump has declined to throw out the first pitch at the Nationals season opener, the Washington Nationals <laughs> season opener. Uh, there's a few reasons that I'm guessing for that. Um, first of all, there's no crying in baseball. And of course, <laughs> Trump loves to whine. He's a big whiner. Stop whining. Yes. <laughs> and uh, second of all, it could be that he can't throw a baseball. Probably. It's entirely possible. It could be because of whatever, because he's an old man and he can't, he's got a rotator cuff because thing. I don't know. he throws like an old man. <laughs> he throws like an old man. <laughs> he may not make it past the mound. Um, and then the other thing is that he might just get horribly booed yeah, by the entire. And that's probably it. And yeah. He know, well, he probably doesn't know it though because he thinks he he thinks everybody loves him. But I mean, ultimately, there's no crying in baseball, and Donald Trump is a is a big whiner. So he just, <laughs> uh, I think he's just running away from that one. I think he's also concerned that maybe uh, maybe Clint Howard will be in the uh, <laughs> will be in the stands just yelling at Hello, him. Hello, Bob. Oh wait, no, not that one. Where's the Where's Clint Howard? Yeah. No! Oh. <laughs> he has no business being out there, of course. So that's that's kind of interesting that he would decline to do something that uh, that is just it's sort of it's one of those presidential traditions that uh, I thought at the very least that Donald Trump would just be so into the presidential traditions just because he's so amazed and shocked that he made it that far yeah. that he would just be really into because because, you know, he's really into the White House. Every time someone comes and visits, he shows them around to all the different things like, yeah, she's a very excellent picture. George Washington. Yeah, here's the other. Here's my, I got some. I got a carpet here, and there's some draperies, and here's my desk. And, and this is phone. where I store my adult diapers. Yeah. <laughs> and he's very. He loves the phones. He's really into the phones. So like, look at these phones. They got buttons on them. They light up. You can talk to other people through these devices. They're amazing. It's very, very tremendous. The phones. Uh, but but he's not. He's just not into throwing out the first pitch. And I guess that's. I guess that's okay. Well, he's just not very American. Uh, speaking about uh, not not very American, we're going to get into all the Trumps. I mean, the uh, Russia stuff here in, in just a second, which is basically I, I was kind of right. It's also the Trump stuff. But uh, but before we get into all of that, there's just a couple of things here that is just so funny. Bill O'Reilly, Bill O'Reilly. Speaking about not very American, Bill O'Reilly is once again proving himself to be a big splotchy head yeah with his gigantic forehead you know and here he goes once again just opening his big mouth on fox and friends fox and friends has now become 
the center of the universe. Uh, tr- <laughs> Trump tweeted at Fox and Friends again, uh, promoted to watch. He actually said, go watch Fox and Friends this morning because they were talking about John Podesta and Russia. And uh, and so this has become a regular thing for Donald Trump to be like the uh, like the PR firm for Fox it's and Friends. It's just really telling that we have a president who's so in love with Fox and Friends. That's so sad and so awful. That is the worst show and it's it blows my mind. I mean, Steve Ducey. Yeah, he's a, they're all a bunch of big dummies. They're they're there's like three dummies. They're, they're the giggling couch. I mean, I tumors. know you you. I know the giggling couch tumors is a good one. What's the other guy's name on that show? Brian Kilmeade. Yeah, I know you like to pick on him, but I I, I think Steve Ducey's the one <laughs> that needs to have to be picked on the most because he's just so brain dead. Yeah. Brian Kilmeade is like Stimpy from Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> he's like, oh, that's just my brain. It keeps falling out. <laughs> Jesus, he's such a he's such a goddamn idiot. So Bill O'Reilly was on uh, Fox and Friends this morning, and for whatever reason, decided to go after Maxine Waters, who's so totally badass. Yeah, I mean Maxine Waters of all people. So they played a clip of Maxine Waters, and in the other frame, you know, they did two windows where they had in one frame they've got Maxine Waters talking on the uh, the floor of the House of Representatives, and then the other frame they've got Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> grinning like a goddamn moron with his gigantic splotchy, his big bulbous forehead, uh, grinning as if he's like, oh, how cute. How cute. The, the black person is talking on, in Congress. Isn't that special? And then, he, and then he says this. So what does that mean, Bill? We've been listening all morning. We cannot. I, I didn't hear a word she said. I was, <laughs> I was looking at the James Brown wig. <laughs> okay, <laughs> to, if we have a picture of James, it's the same. It's w- the same one. No, right. And okay. he's not using I it anymore. Just, first of all, first, I got to tell you, I mean, uh, you being a woman, I, I'm sure you will concur with this. It is so bad form to point out when anyone is wearing a wig, yeah. es- especially, especially women. Older women who wear either a hairpiece or a wig or something like that, you don't go on television on on the president of the United States' favorite television program and talk about the poor woman's wig. So, nope, nope, you just don't do that. I mean, not unless they talk about it themselves. Right. You know, I mean, if she's always talking about her wig, fine, bring it up. But, you know, she's not. <laughs> no, she was talking. She's a congresswoman. I, Shut the f*** up, Bill Riley. Yeah, and I think she was talking about Russia, and she was talking about, uh, uh, you know, the Trump administration and how despotic it is. And just, I mean, basically, it was a barn burner speech on the floor of the House of Representatives. And instead of d- directly addressing what she had to say, instead, it was Bill O'Reilly. Again, Bill, remember what Bill O'Reilly looks like. We all know what he looks like. <laughs> He's got the nerve to make fun of uh, Maxine Waters' hair and her wig. It's yeah. like I can't, I can't get beyond this wig, this horrible wig that looks like James Brown. And then they start to backpedal. The giggling couch tumors try to try to draw him back to reality a little bit here. You guys are all, you're all wrong. I about have this. to defend her on that. She's a, you can't go after a woman's looks. I think she's very attractive. But I didn't say she wasn't attractive. I love James Brown, but it's the same hair. James exactly. Brown, are the Godfather of Soul, had so he had girl hair. Uh, whatever it is, I just couldn't get. And then they made. Then they go after James Brown of all, or James Brown had girl hair. <laughs> Here's just the disconnect with these people. And I'm talking, when I say these people, I mean most of the people at Fox News Channel, if not if not their viewers also. Probably their viewers too. 
here's what they do. They, they, they just, everything is treated as if it's a national emergency. Mm-hmm. Bill O'Reilly is talking about Maxine Waters' hair as if he's talking about health care or talking about tax cuts or the economy or how horrible Barack Obama is. He's like, God damn it. God damn this wig. Holy <laughs> hell. It looks like James Brown. How outrageous. These people have no business being out there. No, oh, right. no business being out no, there. No, wait a minute. No wait a minute. But anyway, so that was, that was the little Fox News Channel scandal for this morning. All delivered once again on the president's favorite television show. Fox and Friends, that's just, that is horrifying. Okay, so moving along here, uh, this, is the, this is one of the most shocking things I've seen coming out of the, the Trump White House that has little to do with Russia or any particular scandals. This is the sort of stuff that I've been worried about since the campaign, since everything started to, to congeal around Donald Trump and, and, and he, when, he became, when it became certain that uh, he was moving toward the nomination, even as early as that. Mm-hmm. But God damn it. He has now designated his son-in-law, Jared Kushner, the pod person, <laughs> the, the guy who comes from the same uh, set of goo pods as Stephen Miller. I mean, they're, they're somehow cloned <laughs> from like alien technology or something like that and spawned out in order to uh, completely screw with our heads and completely screw up the, uh, the American uh, federal government. But in this case, Trump has designated Kushner for some reason to basically rebuild the entire federal government from scratch and make it more like a corporation. Quote, the government should be run like a great American company. Our hope is that we can achieve successes and efficiencies for our customers who are the citizens. There is so much wrong. Yeah, so much wrong. With that statement. And the, the very fact that, I mean, the idea... This is like this one of these zombie lies, one of these zombie myths that never goes away no matter what you do, is that they just love the idea of the, the government being somehow run like a business, as if these two entities, a corporation, a, any random corporation, and the federal government are somehow similar, so much so that you can just interchange the leadership. You can just do what you would do with a company. You can do that in the government. And what you do in the government, you can do that with a company. Oh, wait, wait. No, actually, it doesn't work that way. It's not entirely interchangeable. They don't want companies to be run like a government where there are checks and balances and where there is accountability. They want that completely out. They want government out of businesses. So it is really a one-way street. Mm -hmm. But uh, the other side of this quote that is so insane is that uh, is comparing citizens to customers yeah no 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 (laughs) we we are not customers they work for us and no exactly right we're not customers in the united states we're citizens we're voters and it's 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 frightening to know that this administration I mean, okay, they're talking about running it like a business, but I think that's really code because clearly they have, um, you know, like, I mean, I hate to say it, but they have like fascist plans for this country. And so they're selling it 
as a business. Well, I, I just think, I think what they want to do is they want to privatize all of this. Well, what yes, they want to do is basically take away a bunch of agencies. They want to eliminate a bunch of agencies and then put in the place of those agencies some sort of well, it's like uh, the private stream. industry. It's the oligarch stream. Well, exactly. I, I think it's less of uh, putting together some sort of fascist dictatorship and more, and I guess more specifically, what they're trying to do is make the United States look a little bit more like Russia. Yeah. I think that much is obvious. I mean, the way the Russian government okay, so is set I up right now. Okay, so I take back the fascist thing. But, <laughs> well, I mean, but I, but I but I agree with you. But still, it's the idea. I mean, when you look at the way that Russia is run, and um, you know, like for instance, last night on one of the news programs, they were talking about how when Putin just wants something, you know, it was like the granite. They were talking about uh, the granite industry. He just basically buys everything up and. Um, like hands it over to one of his oligarch friends and then they run everything. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's it's not fast fascist dictatorship, but and everything is pri- privatized. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of the same thing yep. because they're going to rule and control everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's going to be one of those things where uh, if you've been looking at Russia at all, for God's sake, what they do is they just funnel Putin's job is basically funnel all of Russia's money to mm-hmm. himself and Medvedev. Did you see Rachel? Well, of course, we saw Rachel Maddow last night when she was talking about uh, uh, Rachel last night was talking about uh, Medvedev's uh, various properties all purchased yeah. somehow on solely his government salary. Like he claims to only be making money as prime minister of Russia, but yet he's got. I don't know. It was half a dozen properties, just like these massive, massive properties. I mean, properties kind of undersells it. These were estates. One had its own lake, for God's sake. So the idea is just funnel as much money to the the oligarchs as possible. And and Putin and Medvedev are two of those oligarchs. Mm -hmm. But the the fascinating thing about all of this, and, and by fascinating, I mean completely frustrating, is, you know, Trump and the White House, they just learned the other day they just learned through healthcare that the government isn't like a business you can't run the government like a business basically trump admitted to robert costa on friday that there's no way that this is the same as doing a real estate deal yeah here's what here's what robert costa mugsy said uh in his reporting on friday um after the healthcare thing fell apart he said, for Trump, it was never supposed to be this hard. As a real estate mogul on the rise, he wrote The Art of the Deal, and as a political candidate, he boasted that nobody could make deals as beautifully as he could. Replacing Obamacare, a Republican boogeyman since the day it was enacted seven years ago, was Trump's first chance to prove that he had the basic or the magic touch that he claimed eluded Washington. But legislating, it turned out, was different than cutting deals to splash his name across skyscrapers. And less than 100 days into his administration, the president found himself a red-faced Don Quixote railing against the intractable forces on Capitol Hill, where Republicans are wearied by years of infighting. So, short form, (laughs) Donald Trump thought he could go in and he could cut great deals, amazing deals, very, very tremendous deals, uh, just like he was doing with real estate, just like he did with the uh, the Fertilizer King in, in Palm Beach. And that's not how government works. And he didn't know that mm-hmm. until last week. And at the same time, just right on the heels of that, he's sent out Jared Kushner to do this cockamamie job of of I don't know what tearing down the federal government and replacing it to look a bit, little bit more like a corporation where citizens 
aren't owners anymore were customers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God damn it. That is terrifying. And then I don't remember if we spoke about this on Friday, but, and this is just kind of like an, a non, well, it's a little off of what you're talking about, but the idea that Donald Trump called Robert Costa from the fake news site, yeah. Washington Post, to break this information that the uh, bill didn't pass, the healthcare bill didn't pass. I, you know, I can't get over that because it make you know, he didn't have to call anyone. He doesn't have to call newspapers to report the news. They just they figure it out for themselves. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he chose to call this particular individual, who you and I have talked about um, now many times, because he's pretty awesome. Uh, you know, this young guy, he's just so smart. And you call him Muggsy, and um, <laughs> yeah, Robert Goss. Then I great. call him a glazed donut. But anyway, um, <laughs> gross. Uh, <laughs> anyway, you know, it's interesting to me that he called this guy to break this news. And it really, it just is. So every time I think about it, I'm more, I have brings up more and more questions. He, he has consistently called the Washington post fake news. Yeah. Yet they're the first, they're the first, you know, Bob, Robert Costa was the first person he called to say that it wasn't going through. What? Yeah. What the hell is that? I don't even know, man. I mean, why didn't he just call Steve Ducey? Yeah, exactly. Brian Kilmeade. I mean, well, well, you, they would have given him, but but it doesn't matter because in the end, again, he's been referring to them as fake news. Maybe he's so did. proving he knows that they're not <laughs> fake news. What if he called Brian Kilmeade and Brian Kilmeade couldn't figure out how to use his own phone? It's like Trump's Trump's ringing him up and Brian Kilmeade picks up the phone and he's got it upside down. He's like, oh. yeah, I know. Well, like, of, of course, Robert Cost is like, yes, I had my, you know, I've always have new batteries in my tape recorder and I've got my pen. It's like he's all Mr. Professional. Always prepared. And of course, Brian Kilmeade might have been just like the phone's upside down. So the receiver end is down by his mouth and the the, the, the part you're talking yeah, to he is heard up it by wrong his ear. And he's like, they passed healthcare. He's like, hello, hello, who's, who's calling? He's like, uh, uh, Brian, this is uh, President Trump. I'm here to call you. We pulled the bill. Hello? <laughs> hello? Uh, Brian, can you hear me? Hello? Can you hear me? Uh, I can't hear you. Hello? Brian? Donald? <laughs> Mr. Trump? Mr. President? China. Yeah. So, uh, God, I can only imagine... <laughs> I can only imagine what's going on in Trump's head. Like, like his first reaction was his first reaction after everything fell apart and he decided to kill the uh, legislation was to was call again, Bob to call Washington Post to call Bob <laughs> to call Bob, which is where this comes Hello, from. Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Bob. Right. Unbelievable. OK, so uh, so that is that. And I just, I don't get what's going through his head. I don't get the strategy. I don't understand. I don't understand anything that goes through that man's head. I mean, he's on Twitter. He's talking about how uh, the Washington Post is fake news. Then he was talking about Fox and Friends. And then when his legislation, his first major piece of legislation dies. And instead he calls Washington Post. Yeah. And Robert Costa. Bob, Bob Costa, Bob. Hello, Bob. Right. All right. Well, it's, uh, let's see. T minus seven hours. Until I'm stuffing my face with Blue Apron food. I just I love Blue Apron because it's fresh ingredients. It's simple to make because everything comes pre-portioned. There's no complicated math. You don't have to be a chef in order to make Blue Aprons. Top quality uh, uh, dishes, which uh, include, coming up, sweet and sour salmon with bok choy, carrot and ginger fried rice, 
or a pizza with fresh spinach and mozzarella, olives and bell peppers, Parmesan crusted chicken with roasted broccoli and creamy fettuccine, and uh, oh my god, the paninis with baby broccoli and arugula salad with hard-boiled eggs. Oh god, put those in my mouth right now. When I sit down for dinner, I want food that is healthy and fresh, but who can afford to eat at a restaurant every night or shop at high-priced stores to get fresh natural ingredients? I've shopped there and, and wound up wasting so much, so much good food. That's why I like Blue Apron, America's number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service. Blue Apron sends exactly what I need in exactly the right amounts and an easy recipe right to my door. Blue Apron has partnered with over 150 local farms, fisheries, and ranches across the U.S. Their seafood is certified sustainably sourced. The beef, chicken, and pork are raised responsibly, and the produce comes from regenerative farms. Try to get all those meals I just mentioned at any restaurant or a specialty grocer for under 10 bucks a person. Blue Apron has something for everyone because you can customize your preferences, and the new recipes just keep coming so you never get bored. In fact, you get excited. It makes cooking fun. Affordable but elegant, top-quality meals you easily make yourself with fresh ingredients brought to you by Blue Apron. There's no weekly commitment. Stop and start as you please. Go to blueapron.com slash B-O-B-C. It feels good to make incredible, affordable meals at home when the food and recipes come from Blue Apron. That's blueapron.com slash B-O-B-C. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. The Bob Seska Show. Seska Show. <laughs> right, I thought there was more there. He's gonna a say. man walks down the street. He says, "Why am I?" So I thought Buzz was gonna say more there, but all he said was, "The Bob Seska Show." <laughs> okay. Hello, Bob. I want a shot of Okay, welcome back to the show today. Thank you for joining us. Uh, okay. We're gonna dive into Russia here. Uh, it just gets more effed up as we as we go along. Um, I guess we'll start with one of the earlier stories first. <laughs> also because it's so intriguing to imagine this as a possibility. Mike Flynn might have flipped on Trump. That's the speculation going around. It was presented by uh, CNN national security analyst Juliet Kayyem. And she discussed the possibility in a panel discussion on Friday night, where she said the former Trump foreign policy consultant Carter Page, ex-campaign manager Paul Manafort, and longtime Trump ally Roger Stone will all testify before the House Intelligence Committee regarding their ties to Russia. Well, we'll get to the House Intelligence Committee in a second. But as of Saturday evening, rumors were flying, swirling that President Donald Trump's ousted national security advisor, Mike Flynn, has cut a deal with the FBI and is now informing on his old boss, <laughs> the president. So do you think it's true? I think it's possible. Mm -hmm. I yeah. mean, now, I mean, at this point, with how deep the shit is for Mike Flynn, he's got to come up with a solution for himself because he's completely screwed. He's completely screwed. So right now, it's either Mike Flynn or Donald Trump. And I'm sure Mike Flynn's no one who's going to want to, you know, take the fall for Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. So, and I don't know what his history is. Mike Flynn's a little kooky, and especially kooky since Obama fired him. Obama, he, doesn't, he definitely doesn't like Obama. But uh, I wouldn't be shocked in the slightest. I mean, what do you think? Do you think it's possible? Of course, I think it's possible. And I mean, I think it, it sounds like it could have a lot of weight. I mean, I'm, but, you know, right now it's just speculation. Uh these rumors are coming out and I think there's something to them and it's tough because there's all kinds of rumors now. And 
You know, I mean, yesterday I posted uh, a thread by Seth Abramson, mm-hmm. and I can't say that I fully read everything on his thread, but I mean, he was he was just kind of piecing things together, and he was um, taking this story and that story and this story and that story, and he was like piecing together a Russian timeline type thing, and then he got into it with uh, Louise Mensch, yeah, and and so you know. Who's being? I mean, Louise Mensch is, is certainly on board with the the Russia scandal, right. but she's, she's being a conservative. Yet yeah, she's. Um, but the thing is, is it's like I'm not sure who to believe in all this because she and, and Seth got into it, and she started scolding him on Twitter for taking what she said out of context or whatever. Then Malcolm Nance came into the conversation and basically blew oh, no. off uh, Louise Mensch, and I'm kind of inclined to go with Malcolm Nance at this point because he's you know he's been there. Yeah. Um, so, but I don't know. You know, I mean, right now we there's just so much that we don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, and also I wanted to add that I think Louise Mensch is is being a little bit more cautious about what information she discusses. Yeah. But even still, the way she's putting together her uh, timelines in terms yeah, of yeah, I mean, how I don't want to write down. off what she says, and she she says that she's got uh, uh, people coming to her with information because she they trust her. Yeah. I, I saw some interview. Um, where she was talking about that specifically and saying, you know, they, they trust me with this information. And so it's like, you know, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I really honestly don't know, but I do think it's possible. And I think it'll be interesting because it would happen soon, right? This whole thing yeah. about Flynn. Um, if he, if he is turning against Trump, don't you think that it would be sooner than later that we would find out whether this is true or not? I, I think so. I mean, I, I think it's all a matter of uh, where they are in the investigation. If they're right in the belly of it and they still have like 50% of the way still to go, uh, I think they're going to keep it close to the vest. But yeah. it's, it's only a matter of time before it really starts to leak out. It may have already. Right. I mean, that's, that's maybe where, uh, where this uh, woman on CNN ended up getting that information. Uh, but I think once we start hearing testimony, and uh, God damn it, Devin Nunes is yeah. doing his very best to, to stave cover off. Cover up, cover up. Totally. <laughs> cover up, obstruction of justice. I mean, I got an email, a lengthy email from, from Buzz, who was on the show on Thursday. And, and God, Buzz was just going off about how this is absolutely obstruction of justice. And I, I couldn't agree more. This is Devin Nunes flacking for the, uh, the Trump White House, running interference to make sure that they don't get into trouble. And, and this, that would be okay if he was just some random member mm-hmm. of the Republican caucus. But he's the chairman mm-hmm. of the House Intelligence Committee, and he needs to be replaced. But then, okay, so I, am I mistaken? But is the person who would replace him Trey Gowdy? I, I don't know. I think it could be anybody. I think may, I think Trey Gowdy's next in line. I don't think that he can be trusted at all. No, certainly not. But he, but you know, again, this is like the conundrum between Trump and Pence. Mm-hmm. Um, right now, Devin Nunes is basically the same politically as Trey Gowdy. Mm-hmm. He'd basically be. Right. I mean, they're interchangeable yeah. politically. I guess so. But then you add the extra layer with Devin Nunes, which is similar to Trump in so far as Trump's crazy and Pence isn't crazy. Yeah. Devin Nunes is, uh, you know, the Devin Nunes has the taint of Trump. <laughs> All over him. He's got he's got Trump's Russian dressing all over him. Yeah. In in a sense. By the way, Spicer said moments ago. I know. If the president puts Russian salad dressing on his salad tonight, somehow that's a Russia connection. And and when I when I read that, the only thing I could think of was like one of those so terrible the first thing i thought of this is where my head is the first thing i thought of was one of those uh the, one of those prison rape shows that they show on msnbc in the middle of the night or just like I, i'm thinking of the tossing of the salad <laughs> <laughs> Ew. <Just thinking> of, <laughs> 
Devin Nunes and the and the Russians and and Trump all tossing salad with Russian dressing. Oh my it's God. Just, <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I'm I'm kind of sick. That's really gross. You uh, sick puppy. Well, I just I thought of a couple of weeks ago that we could use Russian salad dressing as sort of a metaphor for mm-hmm. the whole scandal. Uh, but yeah, so so no, it's not that way. Of course, we're not that crazy and. Uh, uh, you know, Spicer's just looking for words to say. Of course he is. Well, he's, he's Trump's little bitch and he's going to say whatever to yeah. keep his job and, you know, push for Trump. Yeah. But, you know, I was talking to my father the other day about this. I mean, not that, not, I mean, well, I want to say this. I was talking to my father and I was, you know, we were talking about the Russia thing and he, you know, I said something to him along the lines of, I feel like uh, the America that I know is dead. Yeah. And a lot of people think. That, yeah. yeah. And he reminded me that, you know, not so long ago, people were marching in the street and, um, you know, basically Nazis were marching in the street in this country and, you know, slavery and all the stuff. So um, basically telling me that, look, we America has survived a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, he kind of made me feel a little bit better. It's not to, to take anything away. But the other thing that, um, you know, I, I, I made the comment about how impatient I am for the for the basically the shoe to drop because every day that Trump is in there as you have said time and again is damage mm-hmm. and obviously you know aside from the excitement of of it all and and wanting you know to see the smoking gun just because it's like oh my god oh my god I want to see it now um my you know my father who was an ABC news cameraman and worked at the White House and the Pentagon um for many, many years and who understands politics well, you know, he pointed out, duh, that, you know, the investigation has to really have all its ducks in a row. They have to make sure everything is put together. So for as hungry as we all are to get this thing over with and and, and to get that smoking gun, um, you know, it, it is really important to be patient and to understand that there are people right now working really hard to make sure all the truth comes out and it can't be disputed. Yeah. And of course, remember, too, that, uh, that the FBI and the intelligence services here, they need to basically put together a case that's going to withstand scrutiny yeah. from the Republican that's House of it. Representatives, yes. the Republican United States Senate. And that's going to be a, a really, 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 really tough audience. Yeah. And so I, I guess what they want to do is just make sure that everything is on the level. And, and uh, I think James Comey, to a certain extent, is is keeping things as, as tight as possible now. Yeah. And it's like for, no uncertain terms. We need the in no uncertain terms. Right. Right. Meanwhile, uh, this is insane. The White House tried to block Sally Yates from testifying to the House Intelligence Committee. This is uh, this is gonna, this was poised to be one of the more explosive testimonies that we will have heard so far, um, and it certainly could be one of those testimonies that would blow the entire case wide open. That would yeah. give us all kinds of new information that we didn't know before. Certainly, I think to to a great extent. A lot bigger than uh, than even Comey's testimony last week. Mm-hmm. I think this would have been huge, and the White House is trying to block that. We're going to talk about that and a whole lot more right after uh, another break. Back with more show right after these words. Okay, you want to know the best way to support the show? The best way to support the Bob and Chez show is to go shopping at Amazon.com using our Amazon link. Here's how you do it. Go to BobSeska.com and click the Amazon link in all caps just beneath the logo on the main page. The link takes you to the main page of Amazon.com as usual. 
you go shopping, we get a small commission from everything you buy. It costs you nothing extra, and it helps support the show. And if you run a small business and source your materials from Amazon, make sure to use the link for all your purchases. And don't forget to bookmark it. Thanks so much for supporting the show and our Amazon link. Shove Bob Seska into your pants and haul him around with you wherever you go. Hello, Bob. Subscribe to the Bob Seska Show in the podcast section on iTunes. Yep, the second half of today's show is brought to you by, oh my God, Amazon Prime. Click the Amazon banner on the podcast page and sign up for a 30-day free trial of Amazon Prime. Get free two-day shipping, enjoy popular movies and TV episodes, plus unlimited music streaming, free unlimited photo storage, and 30-minute early access to select Amazon Lightning deals. Look for the Amazon Prime banner at bobseska.com. Okay, here we are, back on the show. Uh, So, the Trump administration... Uh, basically tried to get the, uh, tried to get the House Intelligence Committee to not talk to Sally Yates. Now, this has to do with executive communications and executive privilege. Um, so let's get to the reporting first, and then we'll talk about Spicy's response here in a second, because Spicy had a, uh, uh, a rather devious response. Uh, the Trump administration sought to block former acting attorney general Sally Yates. Remember, Sally Yates was fired by the Trump administration. Sally Yates knew, you know, told uh, Trump three weeks prior to her being fired or uh, no, it was three weeks prior to Mike Flynn being fired that that Mike Flynn was talking to the Russian ambassador and not informing the rest of the administration mm-hmm. of that information, lying, lying about it to to Mike Pence and so forth. And so, so Sally Yates was uh, later fired. Um, so they're trying to stop her from testifying, uh, <laughs> be, uh, you know, on, on the, the House investigation and links between Russian officials and Donald Trump's presidential campaign. Um, according to uh, letters the Post received, the Justice Department notified Yates earlier this month that the administration considers a great deal of her possible testimony to be barred from discussion in a congressional hearing because the topics are covered by presidential communication privilege. Yates and other former intelligence officials had been asked to testify. This is just, you know what? This is just so Watergate. Mm-hmm. This is such like a Watergate. 10. Yeah, exactly. But it's also, you know, again, it's like Nixon defending the Nixon tapes. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this is all executive privilege. You can't mm-hmm. hear what actually went yeah. on because this is my, my thing and you can't have my thing. This is mine, 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 mine. <laughs> Yates and other former intelligence officials have been asked to testify before the House Intelligence Committee this week, a hearing that uh, Chairman Devin Nunes abruptly canceled. So it's, it's kind of moot because he canceled the meetings anyway. But and he's canceled all the meetings for this week. Yeah, um, and he's just so not good at any of this. Well, I mean, can they can they make <laughs> oh it? Oh my god! Can they make it more obvious? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, it's amazing. They think we're so stupid, and we can't figure this out. I mean, that just it's the cover up that makes everything seem worse than it is. And you know what? Ultimately, and I'll get back to Nunes and Celius in a second. But I mean, you know what? Ultimately, this is so much, so much worse. I mean, there's so much but more. But do you really think it's worse? Do you think the fact that it's covering up is covering up that um, what you know what she's going to say? I think what she's going to say is worse than the cover up. I think she's going to um, whatever she, information she has is going to look so bad for them. I mean, clearly this looks bad. Yeah. But that's going to be worse because they're you know they don't want her to say it. Right. Right. Well, the, the thing is, though, all of the wiretap stuff, all of the uh, uh, hacking and uh, all of the 
uh, the strategic injection of fake news into social media, all the, the bots and everything that we've been hearing about, all of that stuff could be more or less bogus. And I'm not saying they are. Obviously, I, I believe the reporting. Right. The reporting has been sound. The reporting has been thorough. There is, and it's been nonstop. So there's no reason to doubt the reporting. But let's just say for a second that all of that turned out to be bullshit. So it doesn't matter because the other things that we're learning about, apart from the hijacking of the campaign season, set that all aside. What we're hearing about in terms of Trump, Trump's people like Paul Manafort, uh, people like uh, Felix Sater, the, the money laundering alone between Trump and Russian oligarchs and the Bank of Cyprus and uh, people like Wilbur Ross and Jeff Sessions. And, and of course, as, as I mentioned before, Paul Manafort, all of these people are doing just highly illegal things to protect their own fortunes and to abscond away with as much money as they possibly can. And, and obviously that money squirreled away into, to, to strange uh, banks and, and using strange accounting techniques and, and, uh, and laundering all of it. And, uh, and that alone is impeachable enough, but we've got all of that. Plus we've got this extra layer where it's so clear it's so clear that Trump colluded with Russia on the, the timing of the release of the hacking information. The I mean, DNC yeah, he hacking. invited them um, when they were, was it a debate or was it on a rally? I don't remember, but he specifically invited WikiLeaks to go after her. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and you know what, that, I, I sometimes, it sounds like, well, yeah, he did. He said, why don't you, please, please, uh, why don't you hack Hillary's emails so we can see her emails? Please go do that. He actually said that. I tend to believe that that was more of a bad joke. Mm -hmm. Like it was a little bit of uh, of Donald Trump just uh, kind of exposing himself, but in a in a in a joking kind right. of way. Like he wasn't necessarily literally saying "Go do it, everybody," but you know the fact that he did it is still some. It's like telling, right? You know, when somebody's guilty, as soon as this uh, the election results came in. And we were all stunned and freaked out about it. You know, like, what's the first thing you thought of? He was screaming for months how the election was going to be rigged. Yeah. And then look what happened. So it's like people who are guilty have a tendency to let things out. <laughs> and that's the other thing, too, is the whole rigged thing seems really uh, uh, staged now. Mm hmm. Because it, that really started the, during the general election. So mm -hmm. the general election started. Everything was, the rigged, election's yeah. rigged, the system is rigged. Unless uh, unless he won. It was only rigged if she won. No, that's true. Yeah, yeah. But And, and of course, the rigged thing stopped after he won. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, because he won. If, if she would have won, he would have probably still been screaming about it. But, right. um, but yeah, that was the... And he even said um, during the campaign season that, you know, I guess somebody asked him about if, if he won and he, he's like, oh, well, then it probably isn't... Well, I mean, he didn't say it the way I just did, but basically <laughs> uh, said the fact that, you know, if he wins, it's not rigged. Right, right. Well, so here, uh, let's get back to this this spicy thing. Spicy mm -hmm. said that Yates's attorney requested permission, written permission, to discuss topics related to executive communications. So that knowing that they would have to go testify to the House uh, Intelligence Committee, they contacted the White House and said, hey, listen, can we, can we talk about these things? Because I know they involve executive communications. And uh, if we don't hear back from you, this is what the letter from Yates's attorney to the White House said. We don't hear back to you by March 27th. 
And again, remember, this is also Spicy's account. So please bear in mind the the spicy prism through all of this. You know. Oh, right. <laughs> so just remember that this is not true. What is uh, what I'm describing here? Probably not true. So. Spicy said that Yates' attorney said if we haven't heard back from the White House by March 27th, they'd assume that they've given their permission, that the White House has given them permission to talk freely. The White House didn't respond, according to little Shawnee Spicer. And uh, and then later on, Spicy uh, said during the, uh, the, uh, the today's uh, uh, press conference, I hope she testifies. Um, this is all nonsense. Mm-hmm. And they're calling into question, of course, the Washington Post reporting on this and it was the Washington Post that, that broke the story and uh, and basically claiming that there's a there's a piece of the puzzle that's missing. And there's been there's been no verification that that was the case at all. And no independent reporting has uh, has confirmed that this is what the intention of. Uh, Yates's attorney was. I mean, if, if Yates's attorney did indeed, because it would it would have to be in writing. If Yates's attorney did indeed write to the White House and say, "Hey, listen, if you don't say anything, we're going to take that as as yeah. tacit approval," then they could, could produce that letter and say, "Yeah, yeah, you know what? It is. We did say that to the White House, and they didn't respond. So therefore, we're taking it as a go ahead. We're taking it well, as they a green could light. just claim alternative facts and stuff. That is also true. And so, but I mean, again, it's, it's, we're talking about Yates's attorney. They mm-hmm. can, they can disprove what Sean yeah. Spicer said to the press today. So I'm just, I'm waiting on the And t- then Sean will get so mad and he'll start hitting everybody with his podium. <laughs> That's start driving his podium all around. All right. One last break. Uh, we'll wrap up the show right after these words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. All right, welcome back to our Thursday show. Really, really appreciate you joining us, and thank you for subscribing at patreon.com slash Bob and Chess. Really, really appreciate that. Okay. So, uh, the Trump staffers are wiping their devices in case they have to testify. That's always the uh, the They're sure not part. guilty of anything. <laughs> totally not. This isn't any they're sort of indication. They're just cleaning up their phones. That's right, and they're they're just they're merely defragging their hard drives. That's yeah, all. They're they're just cleaning their cookies. <laughs> so uh, this, I think, this first came out through Andrea Mitchell. 
believe it or not. At MSNBC, White House officials and members of Donald Trump's transition team are reportedly purging their electronic devices to avoid being compromised by subpoenas. Uh, it has been claimed. The accusation comes just weeks after government lawyers ordered the president's aides to preserve any materials that could be connected to Russian interference in the 2016 election. That's right. They were, they're now breaking the law. If this is actually something they're doing, they're now breaking the law, and they're certainly violating the orders from, uh, from uh, even, I think, uh, the internal White House counsel's office. No, don't touch your crap. Don't delete goddamn thing because this is a serious investigation. And if we find out and and if Congress or a special prosecutor or someone else finds out that you've been deleting all of your information, you're deleting evidence. Yeah, that is destruction of evidence on top of didn't Trump spend most of the general election campaign screaming about Hillary Clinton deleting 30,000 emails. Yeah, I seem emails. to remember something about that. I, I mean, he may have mentioned it once or twice, but, you know, maybe it wasn't that big a deal. Well, do you think, <laughs> I mean, I don't know what uh, what conversations go on in the White House, and it doesn't seem like everybody's getting along. Yeah. But, I mean, is there is there some kind of an idea that um, if they're deleting this, that, well, you know what, Trump is the, the man in charge of of everything so we're not going to get in trouble i mean is that what they think i I think so here's a actually uh john schindler is mentioned in this our our friend john schindler from twitter uh john schindler security expert and former counterintelligence officer said that if the u.s president was to face an indictment over allegations his campaign team colluded with russia to disrupt the presidential election (gasps) (sighs) it it could put an end to his presidency well I'm, i'm i'm certainly hoping for that but um I, I honestly think that it's not just the president who's going to go down. I think we're also talking about uh, uh, Mike Pence. We're talking about... Oh, I mean, please, oh, please. It could very well be that uh, Paul Ryan becomes our next president. Yeah, but that's also awful. So whatever. Yeah, it, it is awful, but it's, uh, it's not nearly as awful. It's not nearly as, as awful, I know. I totally know. And, you know, I don't remember where I saw this, but it was just one of the uh, articles that ran across my feed. But something about like 70 people could be... Uh, in trouble. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, the the list keeps getting longer and longer and longer. Um, And the information is just more and more shocking Mm -hmm. as one bit of information comes out after another. And again, I go back to what I was saying last week, just screaming about this last week. How are these people still at large? I mean, the very fact that this has has gone on. Because Republicans. Yeah. And, you know, I think it was, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, it might have been Josh Barrow today who was speculating on Twitter. It it could have been someone else, but I'm I'm leading toward Josh Barrow as, as being responsible for this. But he was basically saying, like, even if you take away all the Russia stuff, like all, entirely, like there's no money laundering going on. There was mm-hmm. no collusion on hijacking the election. None of that crap. There is probably also myriad examples of Watergate style corruption yeah. inside the Trump White House. There is absolutely no doubt about that. And and so if it's not going to be this, it's going to be something else. Um, so, well, and what's just so fascinating, I mean, when you go back to the healthcare thing, you've got the freedom caucus and people from the heritage foundation hating on Trump now. So it's like, what are they going to be able to accomplish anyway? Yeah. I mean, this is such a bad scene for the Trump white house and especially Trump himself, because he carries so much baggage with him. They they have to do so much flacking. I'm talking about the congressional Republicans. They have to do so much flacking for him every goddamn day. Every time he tweets, every time he says something in public, the press goes after all of the Republicans and says, what do you think of what Trump said today? And they have to come up with something 
to either say uh, you have to ask the White House about that, yeah, or they, they have to comment. It. Let me ask you a question. What do you like? What's your guess on this? Like, let's say uh, Trump is found guilty of colluding with the Russians to win the election with God only knows what else, you know, money, yeah. money laundering, all that stuff. So then he, he, he's either asked to step down and he steps down or the, they impeach him and he's, and then he leaves. Cause obviously they have to vote him out. Right. Like he gets impeached, but he's, he's still in there yeah. unless they kick him out. So let's just say he gets kicked out. Uh, do you think, and, and, and all these charges, you know, there's treason charges and everything and he's guilty. Does Paul Ryan pardon him? Um, doubtful. I would hope not. Doubtful. I hope he fucking goes to jail. Like, do you think Paul Ryan... I mean, I know that there's the whole thing of, okay, you may not like people that you have to work with, but you bite your tongue and stuff. And you, you, But like, is Paul Ryan going to be able to overlook something like that? I don't think Paul Ryan likes Donald Trump. Yeah, I just want... I want Trump and Steve Bannon to be like the colonel yeah. at the end of Boogie Nights where he's just getting <laughs> be- beaten up in his jail cell. Yeah. Take that, Colonel! So, so, so you don't think Paul Ryan would pardon him? God, I would hope not. I don't know. I don't think so. I, I, I think, that, and that's the advantage of having Paul Ryan there, yeah. because Paul Ryan's not a Trump insider, even though right. Paul Ryan has repeatedly vouched for Trump. Right. Well, he's, yeah, he's, he's not a member of he's, that he's circle. He's carrying the water. Yeah, exactly. So, but the the problem here is that if Trump goes, you we have to also question what did Pence know and, and when mm-hmm. did he know it? Yeah. It's not like Gerald Ford and Richard Nixon in 1974. This is a, a completely different scenario in which Gerald Ford was coming in as basically kind of a Trump insider. Gerald Ford. I know, I was just thinking that. Every that. time you say it. Every time I say Gerald Ford, I'm like, Gerald Ford <laughs> dead today at the census age of 85. <laughs> Gerald Ford mauled by bears. Um, Senseless age. <laughs> he was mauled senselessly. <laughs> and uh, and and so with Gerald Ford, Gerald Ford came in as vice president toward the end and really wasn't a member of the Trump of the uh, Trump. I was I'm constantly yeah, mixing up Trump and Nixon. He wasn't part of the Nixon inner circle, so he had that extra advantage of being able to come in and pardon but, Nixon, yeah, and and not be not take too much of a of a hit for it, even though it was considered quite an outrage at the time. It wouldn't be like Pence coming in with Pence having been involved with uh, with Trump yeah, until I mean, what, I mean Trump. I mean uh, Pence and Trump have been a team since since July, yeah. right around the same time when the first uh, uh, Russia reporting came out, and right around the time when they launched the the. DNC leaks. Uh, this is live. so much worse than Watergate. Though. It is God, so, it's I mean, a thousand it's like, times worse. Yeah. Than so I mean, it's like d- working with with a hostile uh, foreign government who wants to take over our country. I mean, that's yeah. totally different. Oh yeah, it's completely different in a thousand different ways. For yeah. God's sake, in a salon as we as we wrap up the show here, I wrote uh, my my piece for salon today is is kind of. My speculation as to what Putin's strategy was and how he intended to execute essentially the undermining of our democratic process, which is at the core of of who we are as Americans. We're we're talking about uh, Jared Kushner and whether or not we're customers or owners. Vladimir Putin is basically undermining our role as owners and basically saying, no, 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 no. Putin is the owner. That's what that's what Putin's strategy was. Putin is the owner. Putin owns us. Putin owns our election. They can do whatever the hell they want. Mm-hmm. 
All right, uh, and that is in the salon today. Um, lots still to talk about. We got the postmortem show coming up next at patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. We're going to talk about uh, a little bit more about Devin Nunes and the uh, Democratic filibuster of Gorsuch, or the potential filibuster. I hope that actually comes true. And uh, a whole lot more. Sign up at the $10 level at, uh, oh, no, wait, at the $5 level at patreon.com slash Bob and Chez. We'll see you over there, folks. Bye-bye. Bye. Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog.